Welcome back to another episode of the Statues Podcast. I'm your host, Denang, and today I don't have a co-host, but I do have a very special guest. And I'm talking about a very special guest for me. This is someone that I've talked about a lot on this podcast, someone that I've brought up many times when I'm talking about the memories, when I'm reminiscing. This is Justin Santos. Hey, what's up? Good, bro. Uh, not much, man. Um, Justin, he does YouTube. Uh, he has two channels. Uh, he has his own snazzy, and then he has his uh, reaction channel with a couple of his buddies, um, Freshbound. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of wanted to start with just, you know, like how you been? It's been what, like four or five years now? Yeah, definitely. Uh, four or five years of doing YouTube. It's been crazy. A lot of uh, ups, but also a lot of downs. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of success, a lot of failures. I can't, I can't say <laughs> it. I think I would say not failures. I would say more or less like um, missed opportunities. But that's totally fine because the success outweighs the missed opportunities. Oh, yeah, guaranteed. You know, even with missed opportunities, you know, it's just more will come. You learn from every missed opportunity. I want to, you know, um, I remember like back when we used to hang you talking about starting this. But how did you actually get it started? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I remember. Yeah, (laughs) because. Oh, gosh. We're opening some, some stuff. Okay, this is like. Oh, man. All right. Um, I like this girl. Uh, I was in a dance group with Dynamics, and mm-hmm. you know this. Yeah. And then um, she wanted to watch a, a me react to K-pop. I'm like, I don't do that stuff. I, like, The most thing I, I'll do is like do a dance video. But I'm like, why not? Let's do it. And then I think I showed you the reaction. I showed like others, and yeah. I showed her. She thought it was funny. You thought it was like cool. And I was like, oh, okay. Maybe I'll do something like this. Fast forward four months later, me and the girl don't get together, <laughs> right? Yeah. I don't want to name drop. I'm not name dropping anybody in here. But then, um, and then, uh, yeah, uh, Annie, current uh, partner, she was the one who was like, why don't you continue it? And then she gave me her camera because I didn't have a camera at the time. And uh, she, made, she made me use her space because my house is like, filled with so many people there's like there's like seven people in my house and um there's like no space i don't even have like a a room to my own oh damn uh so i had to use her place which was in toronto and i live in uh, mississauga just to film videos but uh yeah i did it with also cedric Mm -hmm. uh and you know cedric um yeah it just it just started like that we just had a passion for it we've been like i've been a fan of k-pop since 2010 so, That's a long yeah. time. That's over ten years now. <laughs> yeah, you know, I have my gray hairs in K-pop right now. So, <laughs> yeah, I think something that I've always wanted to ask you was because, like, I was I was scrolling through your personal snazzy channel, right? And you have oh. these I'm channel. Uh, you have these I'm like <laughs> segments. And yeah, there's one called I'm I'm an introvert. And 
you know when people watch fresh bond and then when they when they watch your personal channel it's almost like two very different things when it, you get a lot more personal and they're like it almost breaks down your character and so watching i'm an introvert was almost something like it threw me off because i've always thought you were an extrovert the way you react the way you're able to you know bring everyone together you you've always been that kind of a person to us where it was like you've always been this leader and seeing i'm an introvert was like mind blowing to me how have you done this for five uh, four to five years man how have you done reactions and still you know still as introverted oh man that's a yo this is a heavy podcast bro <laughs> that's what i'm saying uh, yeah um yeah because if you see me on the the reaction channel i'm very like i'm the loudest one out of the three other like two other dudes right yeah so if you really know who I am, I'm like that on camera, but if you know me, I'm sort of, I'm quiet. Like, there's no in-between for me to be like, I'm either loud or I'm quiet. There's no in-between for mm-hmm. me. I'm, I'm very uh, strange when it comes to that. I guess it's sort of like in wrestling. I think I think about this now because, like, I watch a lot of wrestling. I'm a huge wrestling fan. So they play a gimmick. They play a certain character. And I feel like for that reaction channel... For K-pop, I play this character out, and uh, it's someone that's me cranked up to like a thousand. But like, once the camera is off and stuff, I'm like quiet. Like, oh, you guys want to grab some tacos? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> some stuff like that. Like, it's just um, yeah. I I'm actually more quiet. I I try to be loud whenever there's like I'm doing like a social event or something like that, but. I'm pretty quiet when it comes to things. I like to ponder my thoughts. <laughs> you, you know, like, from all the things that I remember and every time I think about, like, you as a person, you know, you've always been that kind of a guy that's been able to unify everyone together. And that that's why I have such a, like, I have such a strong liking to you. Like, I, I've... I've always had this huge respect for you because when it came down to it, it's almost like a mask that you put on. It's like you play that mask real well. But, you know, when it was just the two of us, you know, we had like some hella deep conversations and then other people would come in the room and boom, you're like another like hella extrovert. Like, hey, you know, like you're chatting with everyone. And, you know, I've always been envious of that. And... Mm -hmm. I know that you go to like a lot of conventions. You used to go to a lot of conventions. You, you used to meet your fans. Mm-hmm. Has has that ever occurred where like a fan comes to you and like the way they look at you isn't the way they've seen you on you know YouTube, where they're like surprised. Oh. Yeah, like for, thank you. Yeah, like um, yeah. There's so so many things, man. That. We've known each other for like, man, what? Twenty thirteen is when I first met you. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been a, it's been a while. But um, dang, dude, I'm gonna say this right now. 
when I went to LA for a convention, mm-hmm. and that's a low key flex, okay? Yeah. <laughs> um, there are some fans that were like, they saw me at a panel, and they were just like, "You're actually very quiet. How come you're so shy?" Like they would say that, <laughs> like when the panel's going on, they would yell that out loud, and I was just like, honestly, I'm just like this. I want. I also like deal with yeah, anxiety, yeah. right? Uh, we all do, but um. I'm just, I can't turn on this this character 24-7. It's hard. Like, I, I probably, like, I would say for me, I could be this certain person for two, three hours in my day. But then the rest of the day, I'm exhausted. I'm like, I'm, I can't. I need to go back to, like, my hermit ways and just go under a rock or something. <laughs> like, um, it's... There's been some times when yeah fans call me out being like oh you're you're not really that energetic as as you you are on on camera and on videos it's like yeah I um would you say that to like Kevin Hart would you say like oh tell me a joke if you yeah. if you meet him right they're not gonna say a joke to you they're just gonna be themselves so I, I play it off as like when the camera's on that's when I want to be. A different person but i want to be the same person but have um yeah, different yeah, yeah. energy than how it because oh, you know like even th- there was a time period where um we were like out of connection but even then i i was following your youtube channel and mm-hmm. seeing it i was extremely proud of you just because i knew how introverted you were when we were together and being able to see you continue to make other people happy, you know, a lot of these K-pop fans, you know, they come to you to smile, to forget about certain things for a couple minutes, you know, and you guys, you, you, Cedric, Ralph, you know, all y'all have been able to make people smile. And, you know, you guys have done it for so long. Has there ever been a time where you guys have just like thought about yourselves and just kind of been like yo i'm exhausted like has it ever come to a point where like you guys have all just sat down and been like yo i'm exhausted you know you guys think about the fans and i know that you do but you know does it ever get exhausting for you guys oh yeah oh yeah i think like it there's a line in between or me and the guy's friendship i think the the trouble with it sometimes is they're like also my yeah. business partners right so i ha- you have to find the line between business partners and friendship right they come in like they go together but also you have to make it separate that's why there's a lot of times now where i plan like get togethers with them just playing video games and not really recording something because the first 2 years was very challenging for for all of us because it was more like uh we're still in high like not high school uh we were still in college and then they had girlfriends and uh it was hard to really for me to balance that because like i'm the leader of the team so it's hard for me to consider that like their Mm -hmm. lifestyle change and that um it made me realize later on that like oh I'm in this like 150%, but sometimes they're like 80, 
they're they're ninety. They're not the full like hundred fifty yeah. like I am, um, and that's where there becomes like frustrations with each other. But I think that's why like now it's more like if there's something wrong with with how we're running the show, we always talk about it with each other, and um, we always try to know that uh, first we're brothers, we're friends. Yeah. That's that's it. Second, we're we're fresh bowing. We're this uh, K-pop team that loves to serve content, fresh content. <laughs> I should say. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like that's that's how we think of it now. It's um, definitely the first two three years is, is was challenging. Yeah. You know, like a lot of people that start with a lot of people that start this kind of stuff. And they start with their friends, you know. I've had, I've seen a lot of them break off friendships because of doing business with them, right? And it, it, mm-hmm. it does push that line between friendship and business partner. And, you know, I think that's one thing that I've always envied about you was you had always been that kind of a guy to be able to separate everything. And even when it got hard, you were always that one that would take the pressure but not tell anyone about it. And that's one of the things that, you know, like, yeah. even now I, I respect so much and I, I try to learn from you. And, you know, even, even if we haven't, even if we haven't, you know, seen each other for as long as we have, it's one of those qualities that I see in you, even watching your videos, how, you know, you being as... Uh, expressive as you you are in your reaction videos it's it's hilarious you know and i think that's what people love about it mm-hmm. and i think sometimes when i look at it you guys are so much more than just fresh bound when i look at you guys man you guys are like brothers at arms you know like there's no doubt that no matter what happens you guys are brothers before anything else and i think that's yeah. something that I think a lot of the people and, and especially my listeners who are because uh, a lot of my listeners, they're people that are either lost in life or lost in their career life. And mm-hmm. one of the questions that I really wanted to ask was, how do you find the balance between doing YouTube and having a full time job? Because it's not only you, you know, there's two other people with you. How do you find that yeah. balance? Oh, yeah. My guy. Oh, geez. These are all, all <laughs> questions. Thank you for the question. <laughs> Dude. Oh. Like, okay, I'm going to be honest with you. This this is this is great. This is great. Uh, because whatever I do, no, no shade to other interviewers and, and podcasts that I've been part of. It's like, you know, like, uh, it's this, but it's like the regular questions. But that's what I love about this is because we've known each other for yeah. so long. You could ask me these serious questions on this podcast or in real life because I'll, I'll give you the straight up answer. Okay. Uh, so how I think of this. It's hard. It's really hard. Uh, there's times when I spend a lot of time editing, mm-hmm. filming with the guys and at night and then in the morning 
and in the afternoon I'm working a full-time job. I do that a lot. I realize it's not that good to balance stuff like that, to always be doing that every single day. I miss out on opportunities with Annie. I miss out on opportunities with my family. Heck, I even miss out opportunities when I see you, right? Like, there's so many things that I miss out on if I'm just always committed to working 24 seven. Um, definitely when I was younger, I was going, and you know me, I was going ham. Like if I had two hours of sleep, that's, that's oh, okay. Yeah. That's fine. Oh, now yeah. it's like, no, I have, <laughs> I have a lot to lose, right? I'm older now. I can't yeah. do this as much. Uh, but if whoever's listening, honestly, it's, it's finding the right balance between work and, and YouTube. I would commit probably like, let's say you work full-time job. Let's say, uh, eight to five, right? Eight to five. And then you have this hobby that you do, YouTube, music, whatever it is, right? It's Twitch streaming. You do two hours of that every day. And then you spend the rest of the time relaxing, chilling with your significant other. If you're not chilling with your family, if you don't have a family, doing something that will take the ease or the pressure off your long day. I think that's... That's really it. Um, Limiting yourself to to this. Uh, There's a lot of times where I'm gonna be honest with you. When I work like for a whole week on a certain project, and I don't get crap from that project, right? And I beat myself up about it. Like I like I worked like 40 hours on this thing, and how come I don't have this much views or this much likes, whatever. When I should be thinking like, what's the next one? Also, how can I split up my time to more effectively? What should I consider? And also, be happy that it's out in the air and someone will see it. I could segue into a success story, but I I, I don't want <laughs> really if, if you want me to talk about it. <laughs> I'll, I'll, no, go ahead, okay. please. Go All right, ahead. so. On the reaction channel, we created a video that was called Dr. K-Pop. It was a parody from Dr. Strange, the, the trailer for it. So, or we called K-Pop Strange, sorry. And um, we, we filmed it for like three days. I edited, it probably took approximately like 30 hours of work for a two minute video. When we dropped it, we thought we were like, oh, this is going to be great. A lot of people are going to love it. The first hour or first yeah. two hours, which is when you get most of your views, we had like 20 views on it. And then like two likes. When we had, I think, 70,000 subscribers at that point. So I felt low. I was like, oh my gosh, worked so hard on this. It didn't turn out well. Yeah. Two months pass. We get an email. Spotify wants to work with us. And we're like, what? Spotify wants to work with us for BTS. And we're like, okay, this is random. We go to a meeting with Spotify. And they're like, the video that really we really liked is your K-pop strange video. And it's like, wait, what? Like, you really? (laughs) What? (laughs) You're one of those people that watched this video? So it was just like, you never know what's going to happen. You never know who's watching, who's listening. Like, you never know. And that's why, like, 
just to keep working hard and keep keep grinding but also know that to live your life fruitfully and lively don't always just think about work think about others think about what you want to relax maybe watch a movie yeah yeah man, yeah. man you know like that that that's some awesome advice just because like i know that you're a family man too you know like you you've always been that oh, yeah. way you you would always try to spend as much time as you could with your family as much time as you could with annie as much time you you would always try to split that time and you know being able to hear that there was some sort of success even where you didn't think there was going yeah. to be is i think something that people do need to hear is because a lot of people go through that a lot of people go through that where it's like oh you know you get like how many views here but how you know you get so disappointed and i think this is the reality of what you do you know this is the reality of what we do in in our hobbies in our life i i want to ask you what is the reality of being a youtuber what what is this if you were to pull the shades back you know what what lays back there <laughs> Uh, man, you made me want to throw some shade. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest with you guys, okay? If you want to be a YouTuber, right, there's going to be a lot of fake people on the way yeah. on that journey, okay? There's a lot of fakes. There's a lot of um, people that want to be your friends, but they're not really your friends. They just want to use you as a platform, right, as a, a step stool. And I'm not putting out any names, okay? I'm just going to say that right now. It's just... Uh, Definitely, there, there's a lot of people that will try to to jump on you. But there are also amazing successes, not in just improving your craft and getting better in it yeah. with YouTube, but I think my favorite thing is to help other people with the videos or the content that I make, right? Like, I, I really love it when... I see fans in real life and they're like so thankful and so grateful for these videos and whatever we create. And it's it's really amazing to know that there's other people that we help other people with their problems whenever they're sad or whatever. I think that's like a great thing when you're a YouTuber. But there are dark sides to it. Like, um, yeah. Uh, it's really weird how the algorithm is. Mm -hmm. A lot of people can pinpoint stuff like, oh, you have to post every day to get a certain amount of people to watch you for the analytics or algorithm to for them to post your videos. Or there's a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. Right? But I think the main thing that you should be concerned if you want to do YouTube full time, first thing, know that it is a passion. It is a passion, regardless if you make money or not, doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you do what you want to do, boo-boo, okay? Like, love what you do. Put always love into it. Heck, even if you get, like, one or two views, that's totally fine. Just know that you are doing something that you love to do. Yeah. Don't always think about success. And, you know... I feel like with Snazzy, I sort of want to 
change lives. That's that's sort of why it sounds cheesy. Change lives, but it's it's it, you know from the I'm series. Yeah. I'm very putting myself out there. I'm I'm revealing more stuff about myself that yeah. I've been on YouTube for so many years. But um, there's more to me than just than just that. It's a lot, which of, is why I love this. Yeah, yeah. no, it's a oh. lot of vulnerability, and I yeah. think that's why I love this series so much. Is because like. Of all of the stuff that you do, I relate so well with your I Am series. Just because it's like you're breaking down this persona down to the bare bones of what you really are. And I think, you know, for those that are for those that are listening, you really need to check those series out. You know, check out the I Am series just because who who he portrays on camera I, I I know who he is and being able to interact with him in real life it's not the same you know he he's a lot more he's already so genuine on camera but the when you meet him in real life the advice that he gives you the respect that he gives you the willingness to listen and and all this it's there and it's never going to be able to show through, you know, K-pop reactions. It's something that you have to go to his personal channel and watch. And it's something that, you know, yeah. once again, I'm going to keep saying this is I respect you so much for that shit. You know, the vulnerability, the the honesty, the, you know, just being able to relate to people. You change lives, you know. It, as corny as you, you and I know how that sounds like. You do change lives. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Has there ever been like a fan that has ever come up to you and just made you realize how much you've done? <laughs> There's a funny story to that. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. Um, I wish I remember her name. I'm I'm so sorry. So this was a uh, Toronto K-pop con 2018. All right, we met a fan. Uh, she was a young lady, and when she saw us, she was bawling her eyes out, <laughs> like bawling her eyes out. And I was just like, Do we actually have fans? <laughs> like they're so happy to meet us. Who are we? Like, and then, uh, yeah, we just, we talked to her for about 10, 15 minutes, took a picture with her. Pretty sure it's on our Instagram too. Uh, but uh, yeah, she was really thankful for what we've done for her and for what how we really have been showing love to, to Canada. Because um, we're actually one of the only reactors in Canada that's still going. Yeah. That started way back. So she really respected that. But you know, she she said she went through some hard times, and that our stupid jokes <laughs> and all made her yeah. laugh and smile, and and that's that's truly amazing. But there's a part two of this story, and um, so I'm not gonna put them on blast, but I will. <laughs> I apologize. First, we ask uh, Raf, uh, one of the members, his mom, and we tell tell her about that story, and she was just like in Filipino. She's like. Why is she crying? You guys are 
So I was like, oh, man. I was like, oh, my gosh. And then I asked my mom. Like, yeah, I told my mom about that. And she was just like, what's wrong with her? Why is she crying just meeting you guys? I was like, you are savages. And it's just, it's totally different. Like, how, oh, my gosh. The older generation thinks of, like, this. It's, like, crazy. You know, to think, you know, yeah. like, it, it's even funny because it's, like, Honestly, only immigrant parents would ever say that to their sons. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> so many times my mom has said, you know, like, who's really listening? And I'm like, mom, the numbers are actually there. <laughs> right? That's why. Oh, my gosh. Like, oh. it's, it's crazy. Like, our um, Asian yeah. parents... Y'all need to understand, <laughs> this is the different world we live in right now, man. We don't want to just be nurses and doctors and accountants. We want to do more. Oh, man. We want to bring back more. You know, it's, <laughs> it, it, it's so funny because now, like, if you were to ask younger kids what they want to be, you know, the first thing that they'll say is YouTubers. Oh, sure. And, and, you know, like, I look at you guys and, you know, you guys are, it's like you said, you guys are one of the only ones still standing from Canada still doing it. You know, I I used to follow all yeah. these other reactors, but you know they've all fallen off, or they're doing something else now. And mm-hmm. it's crazy to see how much stability there is on your channel. You know, your channel stays consistent. Your channel still uploads consistently. Now, that's crazy. You know, like I don't think kids realize how much work goes into it, because you're the editor too. You know, and yeah. I don't even think you knew how to edit before starting. <laughs> Barely. Yeah. Barely. There are things about like being a YouTuber that, you know, like I respect and that's why when it comes down to it, you know, I look I look at your 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 the quality of your work. It gets better over time. Like if you watch your first one and then leading up to where you guys are now, you know, it's crazy to see how much oh, is yeah. improved, but the content is still there. You know, it's still the same. And mm-hmm. I think that's why you have such loyal fans. You know, yeah. I want to ask, though, what would you say to what would if there was one piece of advice that you could give to kids that want to be YouTubers right now? What would that one piece of advice be? being that you have been in this game for so long hmm. that's actually a tricky question there's a lot of things I want to say but if there's one definite thing I would like to say for YouTube uh, or kids that want to do YouTube hmm. never give up plain yeah. and simple um, there's if like let's say you're listening to this and you're 14 years old and you want to become a YouTuber, that's totally fine. Never give up. Keep growing. Keep growing in your content. Know that also one niche. If K-pop is not your your thing and you want to do like tech videos, then do it. Right? Just explore more. Explore more your personality, and and never give up. That's the best advice that anyone can give you. Because you don't know where you'll land in... If you're 14, you don't know where you'll land yeah. in five years from now. 
10 years from now. Heck, even two years. There's people that blow up now mm-hmm. after a That's year. True. So. <laughs> All it takes is a viral video. It might be. <laughs> exactly. Yes, that's really it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to ask a question. If it gets too personal, just let me know and we can cut this part out. But okay. Yeah. How has YouTube affected your personal relationships with, like, for example, Annie or your, your, your family? Oh, my gosh. Are we keeping this in? Because, like, it's like you said, you you dedicate so much time to it that you lose out on opportunities. So, you know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, I want to definitely keep this in. Okay. This is something I want to talk about. Because uh, if you are doing YouTube, you will miss a lot of things in your life that are happening. Um, I'm gonna call her. I'm not gonna call her out. I'm just gonna say her because she, me and her are cool. Uh, hey, it's Faye. Me and Faye are cool. I call her Nuna, right? So I'm in contact with her. She went to this convention and didn't even go to her university uh, celebration or what is it, graduation? Holy she didn't shit! Go to graduation. Yeah, like that's a big thing in her life that she couldn't go to. Mm-hmm. And because of YouTube. For me, it was more like, for my family, our number one, well, let me say this, our number one uh, artist that we react to, excuse me, I just burped, (laughs) is uh, Twice. Twice is our number one uh, group that people watch us for. Uh, We get like 100,000 views, whatever. Every time they come out is around, like, October. Yeah. And October is my mom's birthday. Every time they drop something, it's always on my mom's birthday. I had to not go... We Like, we had to cancel dinner plans and stuff like that with my mom because we had to re, uh, record this video and then edit it straight, out, straight after. There's so many times when we... Not just me, like, Cedric and Raph, where... We had to miss out on family vacations because of YouTube. Like, um, there was a time, I'm going to say this about Cedric, uh, where I think it was like his family was going to celebrate his birthday. And uh, I guess we came home too late because we were were at a convention or something like that. And then he had to eat his cake alone. Like, that was pretty sad. Yeah, so... For me and Annie and my my relationship with her, um, yeah, it's hard. There's there's times when I want to at conventions I feel pretty bad because at conventions people see me and the guys and Annie for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. Annie actually is our like assistant. She's our like our manager for Freshman yeah. for the reaction channel. I feel bad because she actually does a lot of work that people don't see. And when fans come up to us, they only say hi to us mm-hmm. and they leave Annie out and they don't even like say hi to her. I know she's not on camera, but I always feel bad that she's always left out like that. Yeah. Like when no one says hi to her even even other um yeah, like, there's fans that are, like, diehard fans. It's like, you don't know who Annie is? Then I don't know if you're really diehard. Yeah. But I love you still. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> right? Uh, it's it's hard. It's really hard because that's why balancing is really important. Balance. That's the number one thing right now in my life. Is just balance your whole time. Um, but yeah, there it causes a lot of issues. Uh, you have to pick and choose, but also know that if you can't make it to this certain family event or like uh, something with your boyfriend, your girlfriend, or your significant other, um, just know to make it up. Make it up. Try to do something for them. And uh, yeah, try to still create memories. I think that's what's important. The, you know, creating memories, you know, because everyone's so caught up in trying to trying to be the next best thing that they forget to live in a moment you know and and you lose how many opportunities and how many occasions before you realize you know you're you're getting older because what you're 26 right turning 27 yeah yeah you know when you hit that age you know age is it's like everyone says you know age is just a number but Age is a number, and you don't get younger. And these opportunities that you get with your partners or with your families, it goes when you start wanting a family or you start wanting certain things. Are there... I want to ask on a more personal level. Yeah. Do you ever feel like YouTube isn't worth all the sacrifices that you've made up to this point. Yeah. Um, There's definitely been a lot of times where I think like maybe two months ago, I sort of had like a breakdown Mm -hmm. um, because it was just like, I, there's a lot of times when you'll feel low. I feel low. Um, because as we're talking about uh, Fresh Bone as a reaction channel, mm-hmm. I never thought of it as a reaction channel. I thought of it was just like a fun K-pop channel. And then they put a label on us yeah. as a reaction channel. And that screwed me up. Um, that's why like I have breakdowns because it's like, am I really like just this? Am I just this label? Like, am I just put into this box? And I... I it gets sometimes like I get dark sometimes. Like I get dark sometimes because like I'm like maybe they're right. Maybe these people are are, are right with just putting me in this specific box. Um, like I I think about that where it's it can be all negative. Um, however, there are times when I think about it. I think about all the great times I've had. The moments. Uh, with the guys doing this uh, with myself just having fun and getting better but also knowing the fact that I basically gave up school for this because I was supposed to graduate that same year when I started YouTube because of me starting YouTube that pushed my graduation back like two three years right so I was like no I'm in this like this is something I want to do yeah so I have to always remind myself that like this is this is what I want to do. This is what I want to wake up and do and then when I sleep I'm still thinking about it. 
Like, I live and breathe it. And uh, it could be unhealthy, but yeah, like, I just know that this is what I have to do. It's like Iron Man 1. I, th I always think of like a lot of weird analogies <laughs> of myself. You know that already. Iron Man 1. Um, when Tony Stark was about to die, and then he talks to Pepper Potts on creating the Iron Man suit, and then he's like, no, I know what I have to do now. Mm -hmm. That's sort of how I feel when I turn on the camera or when I edit. It's like I have an obligation that I have to do this. You know, yeah. like... <laughs> being able to see your growth within the years you know it, it it's crazy because you know when we first met you were just this kid that danced and <laughs> to see you grow and gradually become this leader and this this person that knows exactly what he wants for himself it's such an admirable it's such an admirable trait that, you know, like, it's so hard for me when I'm talking about certain things to relate it to anyone else except you. Because the, the amount of growth that you've made, it not only contributes to your channels, but to you as a person, you know, like, the one, and I've talked about it before on the podcast, like, you and I, we, we fell out of touch for a long time. And yeah. when we did reconnect and asking for forgiveness, having you accept my forgiveness was one of the things that I wanted the most when I came to you and Annie. Was because, you know, like you were, you know, I'm older than you by two years, but I've always, you know, I've always felt like, you had this big brother mentality and that's what you always were to me even though i was older because no matter how many times i fell you know like you never looked at me for any of my you you never looked at me for any of my my faults rather you were always there to support me and tell me it's okay all you got to do is get back up yeah. and it it was one of those things that when we first started talking again and having you say, you know, like you forgave me, it was the hug that you gave me that made me remember, oh shit, this guy wasn't just a friend. This guy was a brother. This guy was someone that I really did call a brother and I looked to him like a brother. And I don't think that bond will ever break. You know, no matter how long we go without talking, it's you as a person and who you've grown within the last couple of years of doing everything you do, going through everything you've gone through that has made you who you are. And I know, like, you're, you have you know, you have religion by your side as well, and religion does religion play a big part to your growth? Mm. Okay. Yeah. Nah, man. Like, yeah, we haven't talked for, for a while after that. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, 
I guess it was like three years we stopped really talking to each other. So mm-hmm. it, this relates to your question because if this was probably 2017, mm-hmm. I could have been I would have been a totally different person. I would probably have to go f herself or something like that, mm-hmm. right? Um, religion plays a huge importance in my life, and sometimes I slip. Sometimes I don't. Um, I don't uh, practice my faith. I'm a Christian. Um, however, there are times when I, like currently right now, I'm part of this community, right? Uh, and it's it's great. It's a great community, and it really showed me to uh, live in my God's image. I'm gonna say my God because I don't know what your religion is. I don't know what your your thing is, but I love you. Right, mm. if you're listening to this, okay, uh, and and yeah, like it plays a huge part in me because how I was raised and how I was, uh, how I've lived my life was always to be kind to one another, to be a good person, to be a good good kid, honestly, and that if someone puts you down, or if someone is down, bring them back up, because I think that's how i was i was raised whenever i saw like family fights too like i would always try to heal the person that was hurt the most yeah um and when you talked to me that time you were asking for forgiveness right and who am i to deny you of this forgiveness when you have been a brother to me since way back and without you i would have not met annie i would have not probably even done youtube it was all part of the path that was supposed to be me talking to you right now is what's supposed to happen right so that's why like religion plays a big part in me because it also shows me the growth of my personality, of who I am and who I want to be. Yeah. Uh, for me, I'm not. You know, I lost. For me, after everything happened for me, I lost my faith and I lost a lot of. Like I lost my way. I lost my faith, and even now I question my faith, but. I think meeting people like you and meeting people along the way of my journey here has taught me that I don't really I don't really believe in one thing. I think I believe in everything in the the main teachings of what religion should have been. And you know, listening to you speak and listening to how you look at religion and and being a Christian, you know, it's made me, it's made me reminisce about those tough times and why I felt like if, if I was going to ask for forgiveness and if I was going to try and fix my life, the best place to start was with you because I knew that you were going to be able to guide me through my path of forgiveness. And when I came to you, and asked 
you know, like after we finished the conversation, you know, I got into my car and I drove around the block and I had to stop because I started, I like burst into tears. And cause what you and Annie meant to me was everything in my life. You guys were always the, the rock and my stone that anchored me when something went wrong. And for the first time in years, I felt it again, where I felt anchored, where I felt like I could be okay again. And I now had a path to continue and start anew. And even now, you know, it's like you said, this, this podcast, us talking here, it is supposed to happen. And I'm very grateful for it happening because... You know, the last time that the last time that we saw each other was the housewarming party. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And just like you, I suffer from anxiety, but I suffer from like really bad anxiety. And that was the first time in years that I was around people that I had no idea, like anyone. And even if I did know, it was almost like, a fresh start for me. Even talking to Johnny and talking to Alan, that would have been a long time since we had talked. And that was the first time in a long time. And after that, you know, like, it allowed for me to continue to push to be a better person. And that's why, you know, like, watching your YouTube channel, it does... I want to say, you know, like your YouTube channel, your personal YouTube channel, your your fresh your fresh bound channel, they do more they do more than what you guys are ever going to think they're going to do. You know, they they give people renewed hope, they give people renewed faith, they give people a means to forget and forgive themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think you know, maybe you Maybe you guys hear it a lot, or maybe you guys don't, but I want to say it as a brother to you that, like, you've helped me without knowing that you've helped. And this all comes down to who you are as a person. Whether or not you've forgiven me that day, the fact that I was able to confront you and Annie and talk to you guys was something that, you know, I'd been scared to do for so many years. And, you know, the reason why I wanted you on the podcast was because I think so many people go through this. So many people lose friendships. So many people lose communication. What? I know that you said, who are you to judge I know that you said, like, who are you to judge for, you know, like, that we were brothers and all this stuff. But I honestly think it probably would have been easier to continue to, you know, feel this, this certain type of way. What is it? What is it that allowed you to forgive I think for that is the purity on someone's apology. 
the purity on that person's intentions and the purity of their heart and their soul like like honestly i can i can tell bs straight away mm-hmm. like i'm i'm always known to be that i can know when you're bs yeah right because i, I bs a lot <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that's why uh but when you came for for yeah that december 2019 yeah. if y'all want to be exact uh I knew that it was it was different because we had some things that we needed to address after like four years of not really talking yeah. to each other, right? So it's it was a definitely a different time, but I knew you were very sincere. You were sincere because I you made you tear up, right? I was hugging you. You were warm. I was warm. <laughs> We ate some Popeyes, <laughs> but okay, that's besides the fact, y'all. <laughs> like, he, like, Van came into me, and he wanted to to bury the hatchet, right? I'm not going going to be, no, go, go screw yourself or something like that. With someone who's been a brother to me ever since I met him, right? Who's given me so many blessings, too, right? I, I'm not going to do that to you. I'm not going to do that to anyone who comes to me who has done me wrong in the past. I, like, see, here's the thing about this, too. I think once you came to me and you did that, that Christmas, that year, I messaged a lot of people that I did, that I thought I did dirty. And I messaged them, I apologized to them. Because what, if I'm gone from this earth, do I want these people to think about like, oh, I don't like this person because they did this to me or I did that to them? Like, no. When I leave this earth, I want to be fully happy of what I have done and I've achieved in my personal life, my business life, whatever it is. I just want people to know that I tried to be my best and be a good person. Right? Um, when it comes down to uh, people's reactions, the people that I reached out to, they were they were happy, you know. Our our relationships have changed with yeah. those people. There are some though that didn't need the apology mm-hmm. because they are in a different place mm-hmm. where I am, where I see people as you know as unique, unique, different people that. I want to make genuine relationships with. I want to be their friend. I want to be their brother. Or, you know, like, I just want to be that good of a person to them. But there's some people that still think inside the box and outside yeah. the box, if that makes any sense. They don't... I don't want to say they don't deserve it, but they need to reflect more on themselves before, like, they can see the bigger picture. Yeah. You know, and, you know, like, the event that even led me to that point was because at that time, uh, Crystal's uh, sister, Kimmy, she was going through a personal issue, and she had come to me for advice. And for years at that time, after their dad passed, I I gave up everything to go and help them. And, you know, I, I became like a dad for them, and then... Her mom had a baby too, and then I took care of that baby, and you know it was almost like I had I became a dad, and I wasn't ready to be a dad, but I was a dad, and 
when she came to me and asked me for advice, I gave her the advice of going back and asking for forgiveness. But then I had to stop myself because I said, like, I had a, I stopped myself and then I went to sleep. And then that night, I remember waking up and, like, bawling my eyes out because I was like, damn. How can I give her the advice when I myself haven't asked for forgiveness from those that I, like, respect and love? I've had how many opportunities with Annie where, you know, I'd be driving down the road and I'd see her on the side of the road and I'd pick her up and drop her off to work. And I couldn't say a single thing. And so, leading up to that moment, you know, I was like, okay, I had this conversation with uh, Kimmy and I was like, I need you to wait. Give me one week. And within that week, you know, I, I started talking to Annie and that's how we, we led up to that conversation. And, you know, I'm very, I'm very grateful because of the two people that I, I didn't deserve forgiveness from was you two. You know, I, I had hurt you guys the most. And I think that's why I had so much guilt. And seeking for forgiveness and even attaining that forgiveness, it made me feel like I had to try harder. I had to be a better person. I had to be this person that, yo, like, I called you my brother and I called her my sister. And you two were my role models to always do better, to always try. And, you know... I've said many times in in this podcast is the people that you hang around and the people that you're with are going to mold your mentality. And I think that's why I was so grateful for you two was you two had molded my mentality to a point where it was like, how could I lose you guys? These people meant the world to me. So one thing that I want to ask is what advice would you give to someone that's in your situation receiving forgiveness from someone that per se they don't have to forgive what advice would you give to them that they don't have to forgive like I did them yeah like like for example like I you didn't have to forgive me but you did what advice would you give to the person that was standing on your end? Forgive themselves. Uh, I think it's always, you got to forgive yourself first before you forgive others, right? And that's not to sound like, (laughs) (laughs) but you have to, (laughs) you have to realize your own wrongdoings. Um, what Childish Gambino says, a.k.a. Don Glory, was good. Uh, he basically said that uh, how can you uh, love somebody when you don't love yourself, right? And that's just how it is. You have to forgive yourself first. You have to see what was wrong. Why? Uh, until then, you can go to the person and, and say how you feel. Um, yeah, that's, that's honestly the best advice I can give. Do some inner soul searching. 
S O U L, not S E O U L. I would love to do S E O U L, but you know, <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> go, you know, soul searching. Also, I wanted to say this. I respect you, bro, for taking on that challenge. I remember you told told me and Annie about that. That uh, once that happened to Crystal and her family, that you took care of. Uh, what's it called? You became a dad, bro. I respect that. That's the thing. Like, there's so many things that went came your way. I saw you in a car accident. I, I, I've been through you with you through those tough times, and that's why I like I respect you because, yeah, like sometimes it slips. Yeah. But like you still managed to climb that mountain, right? You still are killing it, and that's why I respect you, bro. I respect you. Yeah, I think becoming a dad helped me grow a lot. Cause I, whenever I look back, I I want to say you know like I I always say is I I was extremely. I was extremely childish in the way that I was thinking. But becoming a dad, I had to really think outside the box and and become someone that I wasn't going to be ashamed of if I ever did, if I were to ever have children and have them look at me. And you know, it, yeah, at first it started with Kimmy and then the moment the baby was born it was like a whole new experience, you know, like the dad wasn't there. The mom wasn't really doing much. So it was up to me and Crystal. And, you know, it was waking up every day at, like, 2 because the baby wouldn't sleep. And then going to bed at, like, midnight because the baby wouldn't sleep. Feeding the baby. I worked so hard so that I could work at home so I could be with the baby because I knew that if I wasn't, the baby wasn't going to be okay. And then as I continued to grow as a father, I also grew as a person that I wanted to be respected for. And that was kind of just like, I wanted to be respected for just being a good human now. Instead of being a self-centered human, instead of being so selfish all the time, finally being able to look at myself and being like, damn, like, it's okay that it's okay that you don't get to do this and you don't get to do that. And I think as I continued to grow as a better human and as a, as a father, that's when, you know, you and Annie became more prominent in my, my day-to-day questioning of you know, when is the right time for me to do this? Cause it, it, it had come up so many times for me. You know, the the opportunities, you know, randomly meeting you guys certain places or randomly meeting any certain places. It was like, I had this belief, like, yo, this is God trying to tell me, like, you got to do this soon. And that's why I was able to use December of 2019 as an excuse because I didn't have presents. I just told Annie I did. And, you know, and it was kind of just like, okay, well, now the door's open. I'm going to just walk through the door. And so that's why, you know, it even happened. And, you know, like once again, you know, I'm going to say, you know, I'm blessed that I have amazing people like yourself, like Annie, you know, and the people that are around you, like uh, the people that are around you and Annie, 
you know, they're blessed to have you guys too. And just like that, you know, I guarantee you're blessed to have them. And these are things that in life I think you really need is good people to be around. You know, I remember like there was a period of time where it it got real hard for me being being a dad that wasn't supposed to be a dad. And I was going to pick up liquor. But then I remember the conversations that you and I, we used to have about not drinking about, yo, like we can't do this. And that's why I didn't. I didn't pick up liquor because, like I said, yo, the strongest memories are those that I had with you and Annie. And I'm so blessed that I didn't because now these are things that I share with Kimmy and I, and I always try to teach her, like, look, I'm this old. I, I don't pick up liquor. The only time I've ever picked up liquor is yeah. for weddings. And that's only if they're my direct family. And that's it. And, you know, this is what, I think this is what my listeners need to hear is that you need good people. Yeah. And good people are there. Definitely. Yeah. Um, you know what? Like, what, what is, I think, Forgiveness is one of the hardest things to talk about because when it comes to forgiveness, so many factors factor into it. Were were you ever hesitant to ever forgive someone because of what they've ever done to you? I'm not a saint. <laughs> so, I, I'm going to be honest with you. There's still, uh, I could think, like, three people that I still haven't forgiven. Yeah. Right? I, I'm not a saint. I'm not God. I'm not anyone, like, of a higher being. I just try to live my life how I want to live. If I cross that bridge, though, and I forgive mm-hmm. these people that have done me dirty, like, really bad, then I, I will. Yeah. Like, I, it's just the matter of time. But it's just hard, man. Like, forgiveness is, is, is such a hard thing. And I that's why it's it's hard for people to stop, like, like families. It's really sad for families when they don't talk to each other for, like, 30 years. And, yeah, like, it, it's, it's difficult, man. I, yeah. Yeah. Well... Thank you so much for, you know, coming on this podcast. You know, a lot of my listeners, they hear about you. And now, you know, finally having you on it, it it's such an honor to have you on my podcast. Um, is there any stuff that you want to plug in before we close it off? No, my out, my outlets are filled already. No, I'm just... <laughs> Dad joke 101. <laughs> no, um, yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, watch out for Snazzy. Fresh Bond already has enough subscribers, okay? Like, whatever. You guys can watch that. If you want to see me get my wags, lo- like my wags, my gosh, my legs waxed, if you want to see me win a eat, like an eating competition and stuff like that, then go to the Fresh Bond channel. But if you want to see like real talks, of me speaking to the camera and some funny 
me playing some horror games. Check Snazzy. Snazzy, S-N-A-Z-Z-E, or S-N-A-Z-Z-X-E. Yeah, I also do uh, birthday parties, too. I could be your Spider-Man. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much to all the listeners listening. Um, please go ahead, follow Freshbound, follow Snazzy. Follow him. Trust me, you're going to learn something. You're going to love something. And you're going to fall in love with this man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I do want to say something. Thank you so much. Actually, okay, yeah. I got to close it off like this. Remember to stay safe, Yeah. be happy, and keep it snazzy. <laughs> this is the Statues Podcast. Thank you so much. <laughs>